Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I've been getting a lot of questions lately from group members regarding commercial pool service, if it's worth it, what are some of the benefits, what are some of the drawbacks. I think it's always good to address commercial pool service. It is a whole different ball game than residential pool service. So I'll go over some of the ins and outs and it'll help you make your decision if you want to take on some commercial pool accounts. And I'll describe the different commercial accounts as well. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think I'll start with some of the different types of commercial pool accounts. And this is probably the majority of them, but probably not all of them. You have apartment complexes. You have HOA communities where you have homes with the pool in the center. And an HOA community is basically homeowners that have common areas that are maintained by the association like parks, pools, things like that. So technically you own a portion of the pool as a resident or as an owner of that community. Then you have hotels, motels, resorts, YMCA type places, gyms, health clubs, trying to think of a few others. You have um, public, of course, public pools run by the city. That would also be included as a commercial account. I think an easy definition would be any pool that's not in a residential backyard setting would be a commercial pool. Although some Airbnbs probably should be commercial pools because of the heavy usage. But basically, commercial pools are, are pools where the community or residents use it. And it's not a single resident with the pool in the backyard. And I think Bob Lowry summed it up perfectly when he said the biggest thing that you're concerned about with a commercial pool is bather to bather disease transmission. Because in a residential pool, it's your family. Occasionally you have friends over relatives, but you are familiar with your family. And usually your home has the same kind of germs and bacteria. Everyone is kind of immune to each other in, in some respects because of the fact that it's just your own residential pool and there are no strangers swimming in the pool. But with a commercial pool, you have people from all over swimming in it. You have different hygiene levels of the bathers, and the commercial pool is being used continuously. For example, if you have a residential pool route, let's say you have 70 pools, I bet on a given week in the summertime, maybe 5 to 10 of those pools are being used on a regular basis, like 2 or 3 times a week. You may have one pool that's an outlier that's being used every day by the kids, But the majority, 60 of the pools of the 70 pool route, are not even being used during the summer during a given week because people are just busy working, they don't have time to swim. And so the amount of usage of a residential pool, if you just take your whole route, for example, compared to a commercial pool, let's say an apartment complex where there's 100 units, let's say there's two pools and a kiddie pool and a couple spas, that particular setup is going to be used a lot more than a residential pool, of course, because you have 100 units times, you know, two two or three per family. 
times relatives, times friends, times the person that puts a rock on the door to prop it open so everyone in the neighborhood can use the pool. And that does happen, by the way. You're going to have a lot of usage. So the biggest difference between a commercial pool and a residential pool is the amount of usage the pool gets. And thereby, the bather, the bather, disease transmission is the biggest issue that you are faced with. And so I'll transition into the health department because this is something that you don't deal with in residential pools. They're not going to inspect them. They don't go back there. With a commercial pool, you have one layer of kind of protection for the residents, and that is the county health department. Now, in my area, that would be the Los Angeles County Health Department. And lately, they have been really cracking down on pool service professionals doing commercial pools in L.A. County that don't have the certification through the Los Angeles County Health Department. So the CPO is no longer being accepted by a lot of health inspectors in Los Angeles County, which is really unfortunate because the CPO is like a universal certification that's out there, certified pool operator. That's the name of the course, not abbreviated. And this course pretty much covers you to do commercial pools. That's why everyone takes a CPO course to get that certification so you can do commercial accounts. But however, in my county here, they're no longer really accepting that. They want you to get licensed or certified by the LA County Health Department, which the test is a little more rigorous and it's a little harder than the CPO test. But this is kind of what you're up against with a commercial pool. Now, every area is different. But typically, the health department will probably inspect that pool at least, you know, quarterly, if not monthly, sometimes depending on the staff, you know, they don't get there that often. But they are watching for your readings to make sure that the chlorine and pH are within range. Here in Los Angeles County, they'll allow you to have a chlorine level of 10 parts per million or less. And of course, if it gets below what they consider a safe level, which I believe in most cases is anything under one part per million. They'll close the pool down. They're really focused on the pH too. They want to make sure the pH isn't too low. And they, they're they aware of the effects of low pH, the skin rash, the itch, the irritation, the burning eyes. And so the pH is also something they watch. They also watch out for strange things that they get reported. For instance, I've had a commercial account where they called in because someone was swimming at open sores on their body. Definitely not good. You don't want to use a, a public pool with open sores. I also had someone call in a diaper in the pool. Not good as well. And so you're going to have these kind of calls into the health department. And you're going to have also calls in if the pool water gets cloudy or if there's a problem. Maybe they notice that the pump's not running. Someone may call the health department on you. So just be aware that that's one layer that you don't have to deal with in residential pools. And that may just be enough to disqualify commercial pools in your book. In my book, I've done commercial pools. I know that they're very difficult. I really didn't have any problem with the health department. They were pretty nice. There was only one community where I had trouble. It was a senior community, mobile home park in Ontario, California, when I first started out. And they were really particular about the pH. And they've closed the spa down several times on me because of the low pH. And, of course, the residents were not happy, you know, and they grumbled and complained, eh, that pool guy's no good, get rid of him, that young whippersnapper. You know, they just weren't very friendly and nice about it. They're just, you know, no one wants the pool closed, especially if they're using it for their exercising and whatever. So that's one thing, of course, that can disqualify commercial pools in general for you is that, that health department aspect of it. But again, I didn't really have much trouble with that. So to me, it's not a huge issue, but it's something you need to be aware of, that there's someone kind of watching over you, over your shoulder, 
let me discuss a few things about the different types of commercial pools and which ones you may gravitate towards. I probably would stay away from the motels and the hotel pools because there's going to be a lot of usage from people coming in and using it. And I would say that those pools would have more of a chance of having, you know, people with different regions and areas bringing things into the pool and maybe not as sanitary as, say, an apartment complex where everyone's a resident and they're all, you know, they're not probably going to, they're probably going to take care of the pool because they're not transient and they're just going to be a little more careful with the pool. They're not going to have babies with diapers swimming in the pool, for instance, because they respect their neighbors in the apartment complex, hopefully. And so you're going to have a little bit of an easier time with an apartment complex versus a motel, even a hotel, or even a resort pool gets really used a lot. If I was at one of these resorts, I can't remember where it was in, in San Diego one, one year, and I don't think you could even swim in that pool. There were so many people in there at that time. Not good, in my opinion. I didn't go in, but I'm just letting you know that those pools tend to get heavier usage for shorter periods of time because they're just there visiting that hotel and they're trying to kill some time maybe so they go into the pool or spa. Apartment complexes, they'll use it regularly just like a residential pool in most cases. But then you have to multiply that by how many residents. So if you have a 50-unit apartment complex, and I mentioned at the beginning that maybe 10% of the pools are being used during the week, well, that means that you're going to probably have close to 100% usage because one of those 50 people are going to be using that pool given that given day or that given hour. So it's a kind of a multiplier of usage. And that's the biggest thing that's different also is the heavy use compared to light or no use pools. So you have to get used to dealing with very heavy use pools by residents of that community. The best commercial pool, in my opinion, would be an HOA community. Now, I'm fortunate to be on the board of my community. I'm actually the president here, and I have two HOAs that I deal with. One has a pool, one doesn't, and I was briefly the president of my other one, too. It was kind of weird. I was the president of two HOAs at the same time. Long story. Don't want to get into that. It's kind of brain damage territory, but that one had a pool, and that one, of course, there's all different issues with a pool and a community, but with an HOA community, it's a little better because as I mentioned at the beginning, the owners kind of own part of that pool. And so they're going to show a lot more respect to the common areas, hopefully, than someone who's renting an apartment that's going to be gone in a year. You're actually a homeowner and you have a vested interest in that pool because your HOA dues that you pay every month goes towards maintaining that pool. So I think HOA communities are better. That would be the ones I would focus on. If I wanted to get into the commercial pool service, they also pay better because they're bound by the rules of the state where they have to pay their vendors. And usually you'll get paid on time. And they're usually pretty easygoing when it comes to asking for a pump replacement or a filter replacement because the HOA has what they call a reserve fund study and they're giving you a lifespan of the equipment. And so if you approach them saying, oh, the pump's making noise, it's going to have to be replaced they'll kind of look at the reserve study and see that the pool pump has a seven-year lifespan and it's six years in. So therefore, it's time to replace the pump. Here you go, here's the money, and you put a new pump in. Rather than an apartment complex where the manager has to maybe contact the owner, if it's not an individual, it's a corporation. And by the time they get back to you, it may be even three weeks later, which happens a lot. The pool's turned already, things are ugly. So it's a little bit different, and you may not get paid as as well or on time from an apartment complex versus a HOA community. 
So what are the benefits of a commercial pool? I have a lot of negatives listed here. So some of the benefits are the premium pay you're going to get for doing a commercial pool. So basically, you're going to be there at least three times a week in the summer, if not longer, or if not more, I should say, not longer. And you're going to be servicing this pool with the chemicals charged separately, which means that you can really maximize your profits with a commercial pool. You have your residential rate. And I use a multiplier, so I'll, I'll go over the multiplier real quick so you get an idea of how much money you can make by doing a commercial account versus a residential pool. So I have a calculator here, and let's say that the commercial pool is 30,000 gallons, and that your normal residential pool, the 15,000 gallon pool, you charge, let's say, 200 a month. And so 30,000 gallons, it would be $400 a month for one time a one-time visit if you just double it. So I took 15,000 and your rate is 200, and if it's a 30,000 gallon pool, you would double that, and it'd be 400 per month, but you're gonna actually visit that pool three times a week, and so if you wanted to do the multiplier, and you could just do this very basic multiplier, you can fine tune it, of course, because you may do two times a week in the winter, three times a week in the summer. You may want to charge them for every week, even the vacation weeks, you would have someone substituting, so you're charging them, but simply put, if you went to this pool, 30,000 gallon pool, three times a week, in the course of the month, it would be 1,200 plus chemicals, plus a headache fee, which you would add on to there. And the headache fee is anything from, you know, you have to deal with heavy usage, you have to deal with the health department and things like that. So I would tack on a good 20% or so headache fee, which is about 240. So you would bid the pool, 30,000 gallon pool, about 1440, just make it 1450 a month plus chemicals that you're going to be using. They would pay retail price for those. Now, if there's any other bodies of water there, a kiddie pool or a spa, you would bid that separately, and then you would add it all together into your bid and present it. So this is just for a pool by itself. If there's a spa or a kiddie pool or another, maybe another pool also on the property, you would add all those together. Even though you're there at the same time, it doesn't matter. You're going to, you're going to have to be paid for it because there's a lot of work that, that needs to be done in commercial pools. And if the bid seems too high for them and they reject it, that's perfectly fine because you don't want to discount your services for a commercial pool. It's just too much work. And if you're doing it at a discount, you're actually losing money because you can fill that time with residential pools that are much easier. So in order for you to take on a commercial pool, you have to get a good premium for that pool and you're not discounting your rate and you're charging for every body of water that's there, a fountain in front. All these things are separate charges because you're getting paid per body of water. And again, if they're not going to pay you because they feel like it's too much, maybe the guy before was charging too little, that's perfectly fine. Walk away. If they accept the bid, you're doing pretty well. Just realize that if you do lose that pool, you lose a chunk of your income. So you want to make sure that you can support that commercial pool and you can support the loss of income if something were to happen and you were to lose that pool. And the last thing I'll say here, and this is something that's really important is the time it takes you out of your route to do this commercial pool is also something to factor in. If you're going there three times a week, plus sometimes emergency calls when something weird is happening, and you're spending, let's say, an hour and a half there, factor in how many residential pools you can do in that hour and a half. So let's say you can do five pools in that hour and a half, and if you get $200 a month, five times 200, uh, you're getting 1000 for that one and a half hour block of time every week and of course you're doing this pool three times a week and so you have to factor in 
filling it up with pools during the week so that you can cover that amount. So if you're making more money, what I'm trying to say is if you're making more money during residential pools without the added headache of the health department, the apartment manager, of emergencies, of being over there and stuck there for an hour, hour and a half out of your day, it may just be worth sticking with residential pools. That's your decision. You know, it's better, I think, in most cases, not to have a mix of commercial and residential. If you're going to do commercial, I would recommend you strictly do commercial pools, maybe have a small amount of residentials or none at all. And if you're doing residential pools, doing commercial pools may be a big burden for you. So, of course, think about this long and hard. You have to also be CPO certified or you have to be certified by the health department of your county. And you're going to have to carry more liability insurance than you normally would carry for residential pools. Right now, I have a $1 million policy with a $3 million total. And for a commercial pool, you're probably going to want to carry a $2 million per occurrence and a $4 million total, which will be a little more expensive. But of course, the money you're going to make for the commercial account will pay for that. And there are a lot of other factors I didn't cover here, like getting at the, get, getting to the commercial pool before it opens. So sometimes you're there at 7 in the morning. Sometimes you're going to have to stop by on a weekend to take care of a problem. And sometimes the pool is closed down and you have to work hard to get it reopened. There's other, of course, variables that affect commercial pool service. And if you've ever done commercial pool service, you know that each day could be something different and it could be something unusual happening at that pool. And if it's really hot out, expect that pool to have some really heavy usage Bottom line, in most cases, the commercial account is much different than a residential pool, so be prepared for a whole new arena of pool service when you take on commercial pools. Looking for other podcasts I recorded? You can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of over 1,300 podcasts that I have there for you. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.